tonight, amen, for a little while when only God knows. When only God knows. I'm going to be preaching tonight out of Ezekiel 37. I'm going to read the first 14 verses. Verse 37, it says, chapter 37, verse 1, says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Everybody say, it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with the skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. They, then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones coming together, bone to bone, indeed, as I looked. The sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on the slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded. And breath came unto them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. I felt that way in my life before, amen. I said I felt like that in my life before, amen. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open up your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. When only God knows. Amen. Let's just take a moment. Let's just ask God to go before us. I want him to speak tonight. Amen. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we praise you. We magnify you, God. I pray, Lord, tonight that you would just let your anointing flow in this place. God, we already feel your presence, God. We already know that you're here. We already know that you're moving. We already know that you're having your way, Jesus. Lord, and I'm believing and trusting, Lord, that you're going to have your way in this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. Everybody say in Jesus' name. The portion of Scripture that we just read was the prophet Ezekiel, amen. We see that the prophet Ezekiel, he was in the group that was taken to Babylon um, when Babylon came in and began deporting the people. Ezekiel was part of that. Uh, pastor's been preaching about Daniel, amen, and he was a part of the group that went with Daniel. And we see... Um, and I won't belabor the point, but we know what they were facing. If you've been here on Wednesday nights and you've been here on Sundays, you've heard Pastor talking about the things that 
the people of God were facing and, and how it came about because there was rebellion. They were praising and they were worshiping other gods, amen, that were not the true living God. And we see Ezekiel, he was a prophet, and he was taken to Babylon, and he pronounced judgment on Israel about them straying away from the true God, and he pronounced judgment around the surround, on the surrounding nations that had taken up with Israel. And Ezekiel, he was sent to an entire nation who was lost. Amen. Ezekiel... At the same time, but he also saw these visions, and he also began to prophesy about their resurrection and their restoration of God's people, as well as the coming of Christ. Amen. Ezekiel saw some things. Ezekiel experienced some things. When Scripture says that they felt like they were cut off and their bones were dry, I'm sure Ezekiel felt that to his core. Because that was him, amen? He had experienced all of that. He wasn't just helicoptered into the middle of this and, and just like, oh, here I am to tell you what thus says the Lord. He lived through all of it. He walked the walk from Israel to Babylon, amen? I'm sure he saw those that were fallen by the wayside where they were just kicked to the side like they didn't matter, amen? He saw the death. He saw the destruction. He saw all of those things. It's hard to not know what's going on. It's hard to see something and not understand the why and the what's happening and what's going on and how will this ever be made right. It's hard being in that place. Amen? It's hard being in that place when everything seems to be going right until they're not going right anymore. Anybody ever been there? I've been there in my life. But you see, there were some things about Ezekiel that he understood, and there were some things that I want to bring out tonight. When things, when things happen that we don't understand, and when things are going wrong, and, and we may not understand why they're going wrong, and we may not understand why things are happening, I promise you this, God knows. I promise you this, when I don't understand, Savannah, when I don't know why it's happening and I don't know why it's coming down my road, God does, amen. God knows exactly where I'm at, exactly what I'm facing, and exactly what's going to happen. And what a great place to be when we know that he knows, amen. When we see this, we see Ezekiel and we read of him here, he's dropped into this, this vision and he's in this valley of the dry bones. And <clears throat> Scripture's very clear about the state of the bones. They're dry. There's no sign of life in them. Amen. Another thing about these bones is they were very particular about how bones were buried how bodies were buried, amen, and these bones were just laying out in this valley, and that's just another representation of the disgrace that came with the exile, amen, and that's just another representation of where the children of Israel truly were, and when Ezekiel is dropped into this valley of these bones, and he sees, sees everything that's going on before him, he remembers that all the people that he's lost, all the death, all the destruction, and he sees this valley of dry bones. We have to understand that when we get in those, when we're in that place, it's not about the bones. 
To Ezekiel, it wasn't about what he was seeing in front of him. It wasn't about the situations and, and where he had came from and the things that he had seen and, and the death and the destruction that he had seen because God was giving him this vision, amen? God brought him to this place for a reason. God had given him this vision for a reason. You see, Ezekiel, when he came to that place, his hope wasn't in the bones. His hope wasn't placed in what he could see. His hope wasn't placed in the fact that there were all of these bones and there was, there, they were dry. They were, there was no life even anywhere present. And for God to come in and say, can these bones live? Ezekiel says, God, you know. Because as he was looking around, he wasn't placing his hope in what he saw. And in our lives, we have to be careful of that. We have to be careful when we come into a situation and we're facing situations in our lives that we're not looking at the circumstances, that we're not putting all of our hope in our circumstances. Amen. If my, if my bank account is above zero, then I have hope. If it goes down below zero, God, why have you forsaken me? Amen. I've been there. I mean, I'm just being honest. Amen. When the doctor report says, man, everything's going good, you just need to lose a little bit of weight. Hey, that's good. But when the doctor report says that your heart rate is going 300 beats a minute at night, and they don't know what's going to happen, Whoa, God, I wasn't expecting that. When we look at our situations, when we look at the circumstances around us, when we misplace our hope, when we have our hope stored in something besides him, that's where the danger comes. We lose sight of our true hope. Ezekiel may have saw that there was no hope in the bones. He may have looked around and thought to himself, my God, how, what do you mean these bones? Can these bones live anymore? Are you looking at the same thing I'm looking at? Are you looking at what I'm looking at? How, what do you mean can they live? But Ezekiel, he wasn't about all of that. He said, God, if they can live, you know that they can. Ezekiel, he saw there was no hope, but he did have hope in God. Amen. Ezekiel's perception. Everybody say his perception. His perception of the valley did not hinder his faith in God. What his eyes saw, what our eyes see of our situation can't hinder the faith that we have in God. What my eyes see and what I perceive, whether it's good or whether it's bad, cannot hinder my faith in God. Amen? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is literally 
looking at a situation, and it doesn't matter how unlikely, improbable, impossible, and absurd it might seem, it's saying that if God wills it, I said if God wills it, if I ask him and he wills it, it shall be done. I don't care how impossible it may seem. I don't care what the reports may say. I don't care what anybody around me in my little circle is saying. If God wants to do it, he can do it. If God wants these bones that are dried up and dead and all the hope is gone out of them, if he wants them to live again, then he can do it. Amen? I think there are some things tonight in this house that may seem like they are dead. They may seem like all hope is lost. There are promises, I believe, in this house that there may be some dust on them. May seem like they've collected some dust because there's not been any movement. May seem like they've dried up a little bit, amen? It may seem like, you know what, God, you promised me that so long ago. But I haven't seen any movement. I've not seen anything happen with those promises, God. I've not seen anything happening in this situation, or I've not seen my loved one make any moves towards you. I've not seen my loved ones make any move towards a a relationship with you. Well, I'm here to tell you today that there might be somebody in a nursing home somewhere ministering to some of your family, amen, that that you've lost touch with. And, And when I say I want my whole family saved, I want all of them saved, amen. I believe there's some of that here tonight, amen. I believe that there's some of that tonight that that you may seem like your promise that God gave you a long time ago. You may have even thought of, forgot about it. You may have even forgot that God promised you that, but I'm here to tell you tonight that you need to start dusting that thing off. You need to start dusting that thing off in your life, and you need to start bringing to remembrance what God told you. Amen. You need to start bringing to remembrance the things that God has put into your life, into your spirit, that he's spoken into your heart. Amen. Because I'm here to tell you tonight that they're not dead. I said I'm here to tell you tonight that those things haven't passed away, amen. If you're still living, if you're still breathing, if you're still taking to yourself to a place of relationship with him, those things are not dead. But here's what we can't do. God asked Ezekiel a question. Can they live? And Ezekiel, he says, God, you know. God says, okay. That's just like a, a kid to answer like that, isn't it? Amen. It's almost like answering a question with a question. But God pushes it back on Ezekiel. And he says, Ezekiel, I want you to do something. I want you to be the catalyst that's going to make this happen. You see, what happens sometimes in our lives, we get caught up in our situations. And Ezekiel, when he saw that, he could have got caught up in everything that had happened to him. He could have become distraught. He could have become upset. He could have been caught up in the bones thinking, man, maybe some of those bones are my family. 
could have got caught up in all of that, and he could have sat down, and he could have just kind of stumbled and, and just kind of sat there in his worry and his doubt, and he was like, sat there and all that happens to us, amen? Things come in our lives, and, and, and things hit us, and things come our direction, and sometimes we'll just sit back, and we, we'll just, we get caught up in all of it. We get caught up in what we see. We get caught up in what, what's going on, and sometimes we even cross our arms and say, God, you've got to fix this. God, you've got to fix this for me. Amen. But that's not what God did to Ezekiel. That's not what God did for Ezekiel. God said, you know what? I'm going to give you the words to speak into this situation. Amen. He gave Ezekiel a job to start prophesying to these bones. Amen. He gave him a job to not just sit there and look at the situation and look at the things around him because when we do that, we start seeing all the problems. When we do that, we talk ourselves out of a lot. Amen? I talk myself out of a lot of blessings and a lot of things that, that God is trying to work around my situation. Because I'm all caught up in the mess. I'm all caught up in the stress. I'm all caught up in everything that's going on around me. But God gave Ezekiel a job. The enemy tries to convince us that you shouldn't have to do anything. To get what God has for you. Amen? I know that the old fusionites would remember pastor talking about God not being a vending machine. Amen? Or God not being a spare tire or any of these things where when we need him. Amen? When we need him, we're coming to him and we're asking things. I believe God wants us in a place. I, got, I believe that God wants us a place in our relationship with him. That when something comes our way, that when something comes our direction, no matter what it is and no matter what direction it's coming from, we've got God buried so deep inside of us that we start speaking to that wind that we start speaking to that situation, amen, that we start declaring what thus says the Lord in that situation, amen. We've got to come to a place where God's not just walk up and punch a blessing, amen, but God's everything that I have. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, amen. I don't know what's coming down my road or what phone call I'm going to get, but he does. He does. He knows. God pushed it back on Ezekiel, and he told him to prophesy. He told him to start speaking to that dead, hopeless situation. Amen. Just like he did with Noah and the ark, God could have just plopped an ark down right there in front of Noah. Said, here it is. But would Noah have been on that ark if he hadn't put the work in when the rain started falling? Amen. Moses was in the wilderness for 40 years. God could have done it that same day and he wouldn't have had to spend 40 years in the wilderness. But would it have happened? 
would it have happened if they didn't put the work into it? Just like Ezekiel prophesying in that valley, would it have happened? Amen? God is working something in your situation. The things that you're facing right now, God is moving. The things that you're facing right now, God is working. The things that you are facing right now, God is stretching your faith. Amen. God is causing things to rise up in you that you think, my God, if this had happened three or four years ago, I don't know where I would be today. I don't know where I would be today. I don't know if I would be on the boat today. If he hadn't worked what he had worked in my life. I shudder to think where I would be today. Because when things get real, that's when we appreciate the things that God has done for us. I said when things get real in our life, that's when we truly appreciate everything that he has done for us. Galatians 6, 9 says, And let, not, let us not be weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that, the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. In both of these passages, Paul is telling both the Corinthian and the Galatian church to not stop. Don't stop working. I know what you're doing is good. Don't grow, re- don't grow weary in that. I know that it may seem like it's mountain after mountain and wave after wave. Amen. I know that it may seem like it just keeps coming and keep coming, but don't grow weary of that. Because your time is coming, amen. Your time is coming when he is going to show up and he is going to work in your situation in ways that you didn't even know was possible. We're saying, God, we're dried up. Our bones are dry. There's no hope. But God is saying, I'm here, amen. I'm working in this situation. I I know what needs to happen. I know what's going to be done, amen. Just keep going. Don't grow weary. Don't stop pushing. God is working, amen. God is stretching. God is moving. God is having his way. But we have to be willing. We have to be willing to do what God wants us to do. And in the midst of that valley, God wanted Ezekiel to prophesy to an entire nation, to the hope of an entire nation, to a nation that was cut off, that was lost and hopeless. God wanted him to prophesy to that situation that that seemed hopeless and, and seemed like there was no means to an end that was ever going to bring them back to a place where they were going to be a nation again. And God challenged Ezekiel, amen, to start speaking to that situation. And Ezekiel, as he 
began to speak, he spoke the word of the Lord into that situation. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight that you have the power to speak into your situation. But you better be careful what it is you're speaking. I said, we have got to be so careful what it is we're speaking into our situation. Proverbs 18, 20 says that 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Ezekiel was literally speaking life and into an entire nation as he prophesied to those bones. But what if he hadn't? What if he would have been like Brother Mike is sometimes in my life, and I'd be like, God, what do you mean you want to do this? Have you seen the state of where this is at lately? Amen. Have, have you seen what's going on lately? Did you hear what that person said last week? Do you think they really want anything to do with this? Do you, do you, have you seen where I'm at right now? Amen. If I'm not careful, that's the trap I get put in. That's the trap I put myself in. I may blame it on the devil, but it ain't his fault. Amen. That's all me. He might trip me up and get some things mixed up in there, but I'm the one speaking it. I'm the one speaking it. I'm the one saying, God, I just don't know if that's possible. God, I know that I, I know what you said that you wanted to happen, and I know what, what you promised me a long time ago. And God, I, I know what you said was said was going to happen, but God, have you seen where I'm at right now? Have you seen the situation that I'm in? Have you seen what I'm facing? I, sometimes I think that God is kind of surprised about what I'm seeing. Anybody ever been there? He knows. He knows what I'm facing, amen? He knows what's ahead of me. He knows the mountain I'm looking at, and it may seem like it's impossible, but he's saying, you speak to that mountain, amen? He's telling me, you tell that mountain what it's going to do. Amen. I said in our situations, we need to start speaking some things. Amen. We need to start speaking his word into our situations. When this world comes against us, we need to start going to Isaiah and we need to start saying, fear not for God is with me. Amen. When the enemy comes in like a flood and we don't know what's happening, we need to go to Timothy, the second book of second book to Timothy. And we just see that he has not given me the spirit of fear. Amen. But of love and a sound mind. Amen. We need to tell the enemy when he comes against us that there is no weapon formed against me that's ever going to prosper. Amen. I said when these things come our way, we need to speak his word. God spoke. Isaiah repeated. Ezekiel repeated. I said Isaiah a while ago. I got mixed up. When God spoke, Ezekiel repeated it into that situation. We cheat ourselves if we don't use the most powerful tool that God has given us. You need to start speaking some stuff into your life, folks. 
You need to start speaking against that fear in your life, folks. You need to start speaking against what the enemy in this world would want you to hear. God has given you everything you need right here. But you've got to speak it. You've got to speak it because pastor just said it and you can't just talk about it. You've got to speak it like God can do it. You've got to prophesy to it, amen. You've got to come to that situation and you've got to say, thus said the Lord, that even though I'm walking through this valley right now, I'm not going to fear, amen, because God is with me. His rod and his staff are going to comfort me, amen. I know that it may seem like it's hopeless, but the word of God said that he's never going to leave me, nor is he going to forsake me. You've got to speak it. We appreciate these men of God so much. I value them in my life dearly. I value them in, in my family dearly. But they can't speak it for me. They can tell me where I need to go. They can tell me what I need to do. And if something's in my life, my first phone call is going to be to one of these gentlemen. To Brother Walker. To Bishop. To Pastor Dustin. <coughs> Because there's wisdom in that counsel. But if I'm not willing to stand up and speak it, if I'm not willing to do it for myself, if I'm just trying to show up on Sunday and Wednesday and trying to just get a little bit here and a little bit there and try to piecework it together, that's not going to work, folks. It's not going to work. God wants you to speak it. God wants you to prophesy it to your life. You start saying it until you believe it, amen. You start saying it because sometimes it's about convincing us. He knows it already. But I need to keep saying it until I do. I need to keep speaking it. I need to not shut up about it until, I, until I've convinced myself that it doesn't matter what comes against me. It doesn't matter what I'm facing. I'm not living for this world anyway, amen. If there's going to come something in my life that, that, make, that may be harder than what I can face, God's already there. God's already working it. Amen. We've got to convince ourselves. That's what faith is all about. Amen. Here's something that I want you to understand. If the musicians could go ahead and make their way. The answer may not be what you think it should be. Amen. Don't get discouraged in that. I'm living for eternity. My life, I'm mortal. Amen. But I'm living for eternity. I'm living for what God has for me. Amen. But I've got to speak it. And I, want to, I just want to give you a warning too. Be careful who you tell it to. Amen. 
not everybody's going to believe the blessings that God has for you. If there had been people in that valley with Ezekiel and they heard him prophesying to these bones, they probably would have thought it was laughable. Some of them would have. He's out of his mind. What's he even talking about right now? Be careful with what God has given you. Be careful with the word and the promises that God has given you. There are going to be times in your lives that God is telling you to tell something, that's telling you to start speaking to something in your life. God is going to tell you, I think even right now and I think even tonight, that God is going to tell you to start speaking to something that it may seem like it is dead and lost and that that promise has got some dust collected on it and it ain't, you've not seen any movement in, it in years. But I believe tonight that God is calling us to speak to those things. I said I believe that God is calling us to speak to those things. There's going to be people that don't believe it. There's going to be people that say that, oh, you're foolish for this. You're foolish to think that's going to happen. I don't care. You keep speaking it anyway. I don't care. Maybe you'll convince them along the way, amen, and maybe they'll get something from it. Amen? Speak it. I'm tired of my promises seeming like they're dead. I'm tired of the things that God has given me. There not being any life in those things. That valley was chaos. That valley was death. That valley was destruction. But God was all up in it, working and moving. Let's stand tonight. You may have came into this place tonight and you may feel like you're in a valley and you may feel the chaos all around you. You might think that death is knocking on your door. You might think that there is something out there that's out there to get you, amen. I'm here to tell you that God is in that valley with you. And I believe tonight He is telling you to speak to that thing. I believe tonight that He is telling you to speak to that thing. It may not look like it's alive. It may look like it's hopeless. But God, I'm going to speak life it's okay to not know Bishop it's okay to not understand to not know to not be able to see above the rim of the valley that's okay you don't have to see above the rim of that valley. You don't have to see those bones coming together. You don't have to see that mighty army standing before you. 
But I promise you, if you'll start speaking, I promise you tonight, if you step up here and you start speaking to your situation, you're going to start to hear a rattle. I said, you're going to start to hear a rattle tonight. There's going to start being some things happen in the, in the spiritual realm. Amen. I, I, I feel like there's going to be a rattle and a shaking and a rumbling as things start coming together for you tonight. Amen. I said, I believe that if you want this, you can start moving and making your way anytime you want tonight. But I believe that as you begin to move and you begin to seek Him, there's going to be some rattling happening in your life. Amen. There's going to be some bones coming together bone to bone amen that's in you and that flesh is going to come over those bones amen there's going to be life there's going to be breath start coming into that situation speak it tonight speak it tonight god i may not know lord i may not understand god but i do know god that no 